I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. As I've mentioned before, Grandmother's house was the biggest house in Whistler. My following description of the house is intended not to brag or put on airs, as they say down south. It stood high off the ground, as many homes in the south did, and had wide steps leading up to the middle of the front porch and into the main hallway. The porch ran the length of the front of the house, with a wooden swing on the far right. The swing hung by small chains and was at the very end of the porch. This swing was part of our playground. Now, the front door, as I mentioned, was in the middle of the house, and only the screen door was locked to keep the babies from going out and getting into the street. Entering the front door, you found yourself facing a long hallway with 10-foot ceilings, and on the left side stood an old wardrobe. No such thing as walk-in closets in those days. From that long hallway, doors left and right led into the various rooms. I only remember there were two rooms on the right and left, but many tell me that there were three on each side, plus the kitchen. At the far end of the hallway and to the right, a door led into the sparse kitchen a dining table, a sink, and an icebox. No, not a refrigerator. Not those days, and not at those prices. There was an icebox where you would have the ice man bring a block of ice in from the horse-drawn wagon and place it into the top. My job was to empty the pan of melted water from underneath before it ran over. My idea was to avoid having to stop my important playing outside. Didn't go across very well with my grandmother. I simply suggested that I drill a hole in the floor underneath the refrigerator for drainage and save all that walking. (laughs) And let them snakes in my house, she said. Ain't no way. And from the kitchen, there was a door that led out onto a small back porch. One of the bedrooms happened to be my uncle's. I would go there and wonder. You see, he had a hobby that influenced me for life. He built model airplanes, and to this day, I'm sure this stuck in my mind, and that is why I later became a pilot. Thanks, Uncle Arthur. Let's get back to the front porch now. Our fun days were when all the cousins came to visit grandmother And that was mostly on weekends. We would cram as many cousins into the swing as possible. And Fearless Fred would mount the back of the swing with his toes in between the wooden slats and holding on to the chains. He would swing out away from the porch and back as high as he could, never quite reaching the ceilings. 
by the squeals of the kids, you knew how much fun we were having. That is, until an aunt or an uncle or grandma would put a stop to it. That swing is going to break one day and break you young'uns necks. <laughs> I remember once uh, the swing did break as my corpulent aunt and a friend sat in it. She never went out with him again. I guess that was a sign from somewhere above. The yard in front consisted of various plants and bushes. The one flower bush was, as my grandmother called it, five o'clocks. And as she showed me the first time, at five o'clock, the flowers would close up for the night. Fascinating. I'll tell you of the day we almost died. My two cousins and I were playing in the front yard near those elephant bushes. My cousin Barbara asked us, do you want a bologna and mayonnaise sandwich on white bread? Well, who would turn that down? Soon came the long-awaited sandwiches presented on a plate. We bit into those sandwiches with gusto, which only took a second for us to spit it out again. For inside of our mouths and our tongue and portions of our throat went number than a dentist's office. We were fortunate that we didn't swallow any of it because she had cut round sections out of those elephant ears and used them as bologna. The plant, we found out later on, was very poisonous. So here's to the real bologna and mayonnaise days. Oh, and don't forget that tall glass of cold milk. Sincerely, Tom. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.